And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Popcorn, peanuts, strawberry slushies. Welcome to No Bunts, the podcast for the casual baseball fan here at The Athletic. I'm J.E. Skeets in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, the man making the magic happen, Super Producer J.D. Hello. There he is, and my co-host, joining us from Taiwan. He appears to still be in his Halloween costume, because this guy's dressed as a stud. It's Joel McMillan. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Skeets. How long have you been sitting on that one for? Yeah, like came it. to me last night. What's up, you stud muffin? Uh, Joel. I love it. Uh, excuse my ignorance. Do they celebrate? Halloween in Taiwan? Is that a thing? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, kind of. I don't know. Like they do. <laughs> Can it you at, answer this question? At... <laughs> How long have you lived well, there? Well, like in the same way they celebrate it at Christmas, or like they like they don't officially, but like because it's a Western thing, like yeah. schools do and things like that. They get into the season, but no, like we didn't get any trick or treaters oh. last night. Oh, that's sad. Well, you know what? Neither did I. Yes, and neither did I. I'm on a dead-end street. So really? JD. Yeah, a dead-end street. It was cold in Atlanta last night, so I think people were, like, really efficient with their trick-or-treating. They were like, hit the rich neighborhoods, hit the rich blocks, get those full-size chocolate bars, and let's get home. But, yeah, nothing. So I got a bunch of leftover candy, nice. Joel. I'll mail you some. Okay, good. I'll <laughs> eat it. I'll definitely give it a good home. <laughs> All right. So the Texas Rangers are one win away from their first World Series title. Game four of the Fall Classic uh, last night featured the Rangers putting up five spots in the second and third innings on way to the 11-7 victory over the Diamondbacks. Texas improved to 10-0 in the road, uh, excuse me, on the road in the postseason, which is mind-boggling. That's a record, of course. And uh, again, they've closed within their first title in the 63-season history of a franchise. Uh, so Joel, I wanted to recap the World Series so far with a little fill in the blank. I'm stealing a segment from No Dunks. Get me started, Joel. I want you to fill in the blank. Best game or moment from the World Series so far was blank. Bottom of the ninth inning, game one, uh, when Kyle Seeger hit that game tying home run. Uh, Arizona looked pretty in control. That game looked like they, they were going to steal game one on the road. Uh, they had played a great game up to that point. They had everything kind of going their way. They, they lined up their bullpen. They had Paul Seawald in who hadn't given up and earned run the entire postseason, And then Seager just absolutely crushed that pitch. And there's a still photo of him skeets. I don't know if you've seen it, but he's like, yelling and I don't know celebration or happiness or whatever but you know you can just kind of see him following the ball go off the bat and Seawall just immediately slumps his shoulders he knew that that was uh that was probably the greatest moment of this series so far and in a weird way even though like it was game one I kind of feel like that set the tone and turned the tide 
for Texas because, you know, if Arizona closes that game out, this series is 2-2, and that's completely different than yeah. a 3-1 series. So, yeah, I would say Kyle Seeger's big home run, game-tying home run uh, in the bottom of the ninth in game one there. I, Biggest moment of this World Series. I don't want to fact-check you, but I am a casual baseball fan. Kyle Seeger or Corey Seeger? Sorry, Corey <laughs> Seeger. I, and literally in my notes, literally in my notes today, I wrote Kyle Seeger, and I was editing. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, yeah, I'm an idiot. Yeah, He is a player, though, isn't he? He's his brother. He's his oh, older brother. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There yeah. you go. Yes, so, Corey. But still, I got that wrong. Corey Seager. Yes. Sorry. I knew who you were talking about. It was, uh, yeah, just a, just a brain fart there. Um, I did want to get your take quickly on Game 4 specifically last night because I saw The Athletic, a couple articles about this idea of the bullpen game. And that's what the Diamondbacks were doing. And it sort of blew up in their face. 11 hits by the winning team, obviously. 12 by the losing team, 13 pitchers overall. I mean, this game would have taken 14 hours if we didn't have the pitch clock. But this idea of, like, the bullpen game, I've heard you talk about it a lot. They set up for it. But people are pushing back, like, this is the World Series. Is this really the move to do this? Do you have a take on that? Uh, Well, I mean, yeah, it blew up in their face. But at the same time, who is Arizona going to start? I mean, they've pretty much been using – three pitchers the majority of the postseason. Um, I don't know if they bullpen a game this playoffs yet, um, but yeah, like it just completely blew up in their face. Yeah. Now, that being said, they kind of had it set up because they hadn't used their main relievers uh, in games two and three because they kind of blew Texas out in game two uh, and Merrill Kelly was able to go deep. And then in game three, uh, Faft or what I can never pronounce that guy's yeah. last name. He still gave them like, I think five innings. So they hadn't really used their big bullpen guys too much. So like in theory, I guess it kind of looked like a good idea, but you know, they just couldn't get anybody out that. Yeah. Like you said, back-to-back innings of five plus runs and the game was over by the third inning. I mean, it's crazy that Arizona made it as close as yeah. they did like in the end, but yeah, I can definitely see the criticisms of using uh, of going with a bullpen game. And that's why, like, you just need solid starting pitching. Like, I know a bullpen is key, especially in October, but bullpenning a World Series game, that's that's a big ask. I still think you should be roll you should be able to at least roll four starters uh in the World Series. And Texas has been able to do that, and Arizona just can't. Yeah. All right, next one here. After four games, Joel. The World Series MVP front runner, front runner is blank. That would be uh, Kyle Seeger's younger brother, Corey Seeger. <laughs> uh, Jay Skeets. I'm going to get it right this time. Yeah, I know we just talked about him. It's a bit of deja vu, but I sound like a broken record. But I mean, make a case against him. You know, just his, he's got three home runs, five runs scored, and six RBIs. You know, through four hundred. Uh, sorry, through four games. I think he's clearly the front runner at this point with Adolis Garcia going down with an injury. He was kind of the hot guy yeah. coming into this series. He had the game winning home run, obviously, in game one. Uh, Simeon has heated up the last two games, but I don't know if he's done enough to merit winning a, a World Series MVP. And I just want to cover my bases in the off chance that the Diamondbacks do come back. I think the front runner would be Kettle Marte. He set the postseason record, just continues to add. He's now had a hit in 20 consecutive playoff games. Uh, He's had five base hits this series. Two of them have been for extra base hits. 
and four RBI. So he's clearly been Arizona's best player. So yeah, if the Diamondbacks are able to pull this out in seven, it's Marte. But I got to think, yeah, if the Rangers close this out, it has to be Corey Seager. He's just having a great World Series. Yeah, especially like you said with Garcia now uh, off of the roster with the injury. I think it is Seager. Four long balls in his last five games when you are dating back to the uh, American League Championship Series. I did see too that Seager, you know, he led the Dodgers to the 2020 title. If he wins another World Series MVP, he joins Sandy Koufax, Bob Gibson, and Reggie Jackson as the only two-time World Series MVPs. That caught me by surprise. So he is on track to uh, join that incredible list of names. Yeah, and uh, and in different leagues too. Because uh, I don't know, I don't know how many World Series MVPs won one for a National League team and uh, and a, an American League team. I feel that's got to be a short list too. Yeah. All right. Next one here. Uh, this is a fun one. Fill in the blank. Most underrated storyline from the World Series is what? Okay, this this was an uh, excellent question, uh, Skeets. This was this was all you. I like uh, how you uh, put this for me here. Um, I'm gonna say the most underrated storyline is this World Series has shown that there's two completely different ways to get to the World Series, and both of these teams have kind of provided a rough roadmap uh, of how to do that. It's been said time and time again in the series that both teams won over or sorry lost over 100 games i i feel that you hear that a lot on the broadcast but how arizona and how texas got here is completely different and we've covered that and i don't want to really go into that again but it's really exciting i feel to see that there are different ways and typically a rebuild in baseball takes upwards of like four to five even like six years in some cases and now you're seeing teams you know like that these two teams have shown you can actually not only like get to the playoffs, but you can get to the World Series and have a very quick turnaround if you're either really good with your spending like the Rangers have been, or like if you're really good draft if drafting, developing, and making savvy trades like the Diamondbacks have done. So I think that's kind of one of the big storylines in this is that there's lots of different ways to get to the World Series, and just because you're a bad team, you don't have to wait five years. You can get there a lot sooner than you might think. I love that answer. It's a good point. Uh, the idea of like, yeah, sort of, you know, I hate to say buying your team, but obviously making some big, big free agent moves and spending a lot of dollars to get star players in, sort of like the Rangers did, compared to what the D-backs have done here, drafting, building those guys up, and then putting them in a position to win. And it is cool uh, that we have both sides of the coin here between the Rangers and Diamondbacks in the World Series. Our next one here, Joel, Taco Bell, MLB, they brought back the annual steal a base, steal a taco promotion where uh, a stolen base during the World Series earns a free Doritos Locos Taco, okay? (laughs) I hope you've already uh, got yours, Joel, because in game one, the D-backs, Kettle Marte, stole second base in the top of the third, earning the title of this year's Taco Hero. Fans have like 10 days uh, of the base being stolen to, to redeem this. But I want to get your take on this. So fill in the blank. Taco Bell's Steal a Base, Steal a Taco promotion is what? Perfectly fitting for baseball. <laughs> Perfectly fitting for baseball. And I'll give you and I'll give you a couple of reasons why. Okay. Purely subjective. Baseball to me and Taco Bell are very similar in that you either love it or you hate it. 
you know, like I love Taco Bell. I love baseball. People are like, ah, oh, Taco Bell, that's disgusting. Baseball is boring. I'm like, okay, fine. You know, like it's not for everyone. So I kind of feel like they're on that level. There's no like kind of in between with both of them. And I think it's a great promotion. Like it gets people to watch. I'm sure there's people that are casual baseball fans or yeah. not even baseball fans at all, but they'll kind of at least have the game on in the background. They're like, man, I hope I get a free taco tonight. So I feel like it's genius advertising. Um, but I'm curious, like, what's the process of getting this? Like, do you just show up to a Taco Bell and go, uh, I was watching the World Series last night and Kettle Marte got a stolen base. Where's my, like, what is the process? What do you do? Okay, what I believe, they've they've gotten slick with it, right? To actually redeem and get your free taco, you have to be a part of the the Taco Bell sort of, like, redemption app or whatever you have to be in their system you know what i mean you gotta be signed up with taco bell and have the app and then i'm sure something pops up on your screen and then you say hey give me my free taco uh within the 10 days of the first one being stolen i I think that's how they get you so it's pretty smart oh that's okay so it's with the app okay because i was like yeah, do I just show up at a Taco Bell and I'm like, go D-Bags, you know, hit me up. I, I really don't know. Some some facts about this promotion. A steal has happened in game one of the Fall Classic each year since 2018. So it's been happening quickly, uh, the, the promotion there, the Steal a Taco uh, promotion. And then the Taco Clinching Steal... Many people thought it was a good omen for the D-Bags because teams of the past Taco Heroes, as I called them... They're eight and three in the World Series. Pretty good, you know, overall record for that team that gets the first stolen base and gets everybody the tacos. Uh, They go on to win a majority of the time, but not looking good uh, right now. I'm with you, Skeets. Skeets, are you going to get your free taco? Um, no, I don't need Taco Bell having my information. (laughs) If I'm being honest, I'm I'm more surprised. Like it is a brilliant promotion. Whoever came up with it, I'm sure, hopefully got a raise Mm. and all that because it is good and it's it's we still talk about it every World Series and you start thinking about Taco Bell, whatever. I can't believe they don't have something for like first dinger hit like i can't believe they haven't applied it to like you know mash a dinger get mashed potatoes or something at uh you know a cracker barrel or something yeah. i don't know yeah it's crazy that's, that's that's clever yeah you could i mean yeah you could easily extend this to other plays yeah. in in baseball yeah i kind of yeah skeet that's a good point maybe they're leaving a bit of money on the table i, yeah, I, I think good so idea. Yeah, yeah first strikeout first homer you know even first run you could do a million things with baseball but uh Taco Bell, uh, they love this one, so good stuff for them. All right, final one here uh, as we sort of wrap up this specific World Series talk. Prediction, Joel. Blank is going to win the World Series in blank games. If I could do a good DMX impression, Skeets, I would do one, but I can't, so I'm just going to say I'm ride or die with the D-backs. Uh, <laughs> I'm still going with them in seven, although that kind of looks like a, a foolish pick at this point. Your pick of Rangers in five looks mm. excellent at this point. Um, listen, Arizona, like, even though they're down three to one, I feel like, A, it should be like two games to two because they blew game one. But Texas has just really had like a handful of massive innings. Yes. And that's what they've been doing all playoffs. They just put up like a bunch of runs and then they just kind of like ride that out. Uh, and they've done that in most of their wins. They did it last night. I mean, they were up 10 nothing. It ended up being 11-7, much closer than, you know, that game actually had any business being. But Arizona needs to get the lead skeets. The last two games in Arizona, the crowd's been out of it. Yep. Uh, Texas has been leading all 18 innings. 
I, as, as you know, as crazy as it sounds, I still think there's a path for Arizona to at least get to a game seven. And once you get to a game seven, it's it's anyone's guess. Uh, but they need they obviously it starts tonight and they need to beat Evaldi. The bad news is that Evaldi's probably been uh, the Rangers best postseason pitcher. They did get to him in game one, which was encouraging. But, you know, they just yeah, they need to get out to a lead and they just need to somehow stifle, shut down that high powered Texas offense. But I feel like if they can take game five, then they go to game six and they got to Montgomery in game two, they touched him up pretty bad. So again, like a lot of what ifs, yeah. I, I still think there's a path, but I'm going to stick with Arizona in seven, just because I feel like they haven't really been outplayed, even though they're down three to one, like they've had their chances, even in the game, they lost game uh, three, I believe it was when they lost three to one. Yeah. I mean, they had their chances in that game. Like that was a low scoring game when uh, Gabriel Moreno was called out in the ninth inning on a brutal strike call. That would have been a very different look if you've got the the winning run at the plate versus, you know, it's it's 3-1 and there's no runners on base. So I still think Arizona has a chance to get back in the series, but man, you know, they got to get they got to get the lead and just as a note, every team that has scored first between Arizona and Texas the whole playoffs has won every single one of those wow. games. So wow. got to score first. Got to score first. I mean, the D-backs are helped out a little bit. Didn't matter in game four, mind you, that Garcia, as I said, is out uh, with a mm. left oblique injury. Max Scherzer, back spasm. So both those guys removed from the Texas roster uh, after getting injured. So, okay, that helps out the D-backs maybe. But 42 of the 49 previous teams to take 3-1 leads have gone on to win the World Series. So definitely tilting towards the Rangers. The most recent club, Joel, little trivia question, to overcome a 3-1 deficit uh, in the World Series. Do you know? The 2016 Chicago Cubs. Look at this guy. He knows baseball and he knows tacos. Good stuff, Joel. (laughs) Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Let's get to a little fair or foul as we take a look at that fence there. Oh! All right, postseason edition, fair or foul. Uh, After staggeringly low viewership in Game 1 of the 23 World Series, Game 2 between the Diamondbacks and Rangers became the least watched fall classic game on record. The game averaged just 8.15 million viewers on Fox, so very, very low. Fair or foul, though, Joel, we shouldn't worry about low World Series television ratings, especially as a baseball fan. Fair or foul to not even worry about them. What do you think? 
this is still foul. Uh, and it's foul for okay. a, a couple reasons. I think going into this World Series, you and I, and I think a lot of, uh, you know, passionate baseball fans probably expected this to be a series that only passionate fans really followed. Yep. Casual fans really wouldn't have much interest in this. You know, the, the, it's not big name teams. It's not the Red Sox. It's not the Cardinals and the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Cubs. It's two teams that just don't kind of have that aura, that don't have that baseball brand uh, identity. But just because it's, you know, just because it's not surprising, it doesn't mean that it's disappointing. When you take a look at how this season started, Skeets, like for baseball, they had a ton of momentum going in. Like they had huge numbers watching the World Baseball Classic Mm -hmm. in the States. Like there was a lot of buzz. USA got to the final. It was a great game versus Japan. Everyone liked the product during the regular season or most people did. Like there was just all this positive feedback and even number like television numbers were up during the regular season. So when you kind of look from where it started to like where it's been and how it's going to finish, I mean, that's a bad look for baseball to have your lowest rated world series, considering all of the, all of the positive things you've had. And I think another reason too might just be maybe some casual fans and even really, you know, hardcore fans of baseball too just have baseball fatigue. Like I said, with the world baseball classic and then a long season. And if your team's out of it, I get it. Like you want to move on to football season or basketball season that started. So I, again, like I'm not surprised with these numbers, but it's still definitely a reason to be concerned if you're, if you're baseball, because to me that indicates that you're not like attracting, you're not maintaining those casuals that you had during the regular season. And you need that if you want to grow and build your product. Yeah, the news is definitely a disappointment, even if we expected it with the Rangers and D-backs there in the World Series, because they did, baseball had their their most watched league championship series since 2018, so that was good. Mm-hmm. Overall postseason ratings were up 7% compared to last year, that's good. But now here in the World Series, sort of a lot of people are tuning out. Maybe it's because of the matchups, maybe outside of Game 1, because of the games, they haven't been all that entertaining. But I guess the reason I asked you this is unless you are a league an advertising or a broadcast executive why do you care about ratings i mean should you really care again if you're a fan of the sport who cares and we get so caught up in oh what was the viewership and what were the ratings i know that it, it all matters because it's all money um right but i don't know it shouldn't take away from your enjoyment i guess is what i'm trying to get at Oh, that, yeah, that, that's an excellent point. But, but to that point, like, I don't know, it's kind of, I feel like when you like something, you want as many other people to like it as well. I think that's with anything. So I kind of feel like, oh man, no one's watching this world series. So that means like no one likes baseball and not that I take it personally, but like, I'm a bit bummed out because I want to talk about it. I want to share it. I want people to see like what's going on. And you make an excellent point, like outside of game one, this world series hasn't been as exciting as I thought it would be. And I thought it would be a lot closer. Now we're certainly not done, but yeah, like so far the results haven't been great. Like I said, outside of game one, but yeah, should casual fans worry about it? No, you're right. Skeets. They, they should, but it's still, it's, it's still a shame to just see them this low yeah. considering how great everything else has been this season from a viewership and attendance standpoint. All right. Next one here, fair or foul, whoever wins, this World Series will join the short list of greatest Cinderella stories in MLB history. Is that fair or foul, Joel? 
That is definitely uh, a fair ball. Okay. Uh, you know, again, like we talked about this, a hundred, uh, you know, both of these teams lost uh, over a hundred games two seasons ago. I think if Arizona goes on and pulls this off, I think their Cinderella story will have a bit more prestige just because they did it in a more creative way and they didn't have the re- the financial resources that Texas had. You kind of alluded to that earlier where, you know, Texas quote unquote bought a team and they did bring in a lot of high priced talent that shouldn't take anything away what the Rangers have done. They still, again, like they, they also lost a hundred games two plus years ago too. Their turnaround has been excellent. And, you know, it's not just the high priced talent doing this. It's also the rookies and the younger players who just have had a great postseason. So yes, where will they rank the all-time Cinderella's like it's in terms of, postseason and world series they've definitely got to be top tens because they both teams came out of nowhere mm-hmm. um but yeah i say they're 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 top 10 kind of cinderella teams regardless of of who wins possibly even top five really because the turnaround both teams have had has been unreal and no one had these teams at the beginning of the yeah. year i don't care what anyone says go back and watch all the you know the pre the preseason previews and all that and the graphics no one had Texas and Arizona. So both of them are true Cinderella's. They just did. They just went about it in a different way. Yeah, I, I found this stat uh, fascinating. The Rangers and Diamondbacks, they had a combined .537 regular season winning percentage, okay? 53, call it 54% winning percentage between the two teams. According to OptaStats, that's the lowest winning percentage by the two final teams in the NFL, NBA, NHL and MLB in more than 30 years. You got to go wow. all the way back to the 91 Stanley Cup finals between the Penguins and the North Stars that match teams with a, a lower combined winning percentage in the regular season. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a great that's a great stat plan there, Skeets. Nice there one. Go. There you go. But I'm with you. Uh, either of these teams winning, I think, are on that short list at least. I don't think they're at the top of the Cinderella runs. A lot of people are always like, uh, what, the 69 Mets who were like brutal for a decade and then won 100 games and finally won uh, probably at the top. But uh, they're on the list. They're on the list for sure. And it would be cool with the Rangers winning their first World Series in franchise history. I mean, there's not many teams. I think there's six teams currently that have never won one. uh, And they're one of the ones that have gone the longest. I think the Brewers are there and the Padres and then basically the the Rangers. So it'll be big. All right. This one's uh, fantastic here. Things truly are bigger in Texas. Uh, the Rangers have a set of three 24-inch sandwiches available oh. for purchase during the Fall Classic. The six-foot sandwich set is designed to feed a small group of fans and costs $250. You have the three-strike lobster roll. You got the boomstick, the boomstick burger and the boomstick hot dog. Look at these damn things. Joel, fair or foul, the Texas Rangers... Selling a two hundred and fifty dollar sandwich set. That that that's so fair. That's so fair. It hurts, Skeets. Yes. Really? Um. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love. I love how Texas said maybe to a larger extent, America just doesn't mess around with food. They're like, <laughs> we're just gonna take it to the most insane level that no one is ever going to match. And I have a lot of respect for that. So, you know, but I digress. Um, <laughs> I'm all about this $250 sandwich. And I'm going to tell you my order. Skeets, if you and I are sharing this, I'm going to ask you what order you're going in. 
Let's start with the lobster roll. Okay. Let's start with the lobster roll. Go yes. big first. Then I'm going to go down to the boomstick dog. You know, have a couple bites of the dog. Okay. And I'm going to finish with the boomstick burger. I'm more I'm more of a dog than a burger guy. So that's my order. Curious to see what and you're we'll, what And we'll top it in. off with a coma. Yeah, the food coma. <laughs> top it off with a quick trip to the hospital. Um, that's okay. It's crazy. Yeah, the three-strike lobster. That's lobster, of course, and beef tenderloin. Served on the uh, soft bun there. The hot dog is covered in nacho cheese, chili, jalapenos, and caramelized onions. And then the burger uh, is a beef patty, basically, covered in a lot of the same things on the hot dog, but throw in some onion rings. Holy moly. I want to know how many people it honestly would take to to tackle this. Because this ice... I'm not sure you heard me. That's six feet of sandwich. (laughs) That's... That's JD's height. Yeah. In sandwich okay. form. Yeah. It's, uh, it's 25. 25 people. 25 people. 10 yeah. bucks each. Yeah. So now it's a yeah. deal. Damn right. Oh, yeah. I want Do you think they they cut it up for you? Mm. Or we got to like hold it, you know, and here you yeah. take a bite and it's all flopping. <laughs> I would hope you can cut it up. Um I did look into it. A limited number of these at each game. You want to guess how many yeah. they're selling at each game? Okay. Joel, you know the answer? I, yeah, I saw this. I believe they're only selling like was it twenty or thirty? Not, it's not. It's not, not a even. High number. Not even ten. Ten, ten each ten, game. Ten. Wow. Yeah. So okay. I don't know. Do you got to place an order before you come to the ballpark? Yeah. Probably. I mean, if there's, you know, just sitting in the stands is so. I like you say, Skeets. I, I was picturing the box for some reason. Like this is something you get in the private box. Yeah. Where there's a guy with a butcher's knife going, here you go, sir. Yeah. Here's part of your Yeah, can oh, you first actually course, take this to your seat? Yeah. yeah. Like the entire thing. Yeah. And you're like your poor your poor um people sitting beside you. You're like, Oh sorry, my lobster rolls on your knee. <laughs> I'll get to that end in a second. Hold yeah, on. There's two fans holding it for you. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, wow, 250 bucks. I guess, yeah, 25 people, 10 bucks a pop. Man, that's yeah, not, it's that not bad. bad. It's yeah, not lo- bad. Lobster's nice. That's very classy at the ballpark. All right. Uh, final one here in fair or foul. Uh, game two of the World Series. Joel, I'm sure you saw this. Man, it was bananas. Because... Uh, Three children were seen wearing banana costumes. They were standing behind home plate. They were in a box. They're seen on camera for basically every pitch during the early (laughs) innings. There they are behind the Google iCloud or Google Cloud. Uh, And there was also, you can't see them in this photo, but there were a few adults wearing banana headwear as well in that box. So it was a bunch. Um, (laughs) Fair or foul, though, Joel, wearing let's call them Halloween costumes. It was a little early uh, behind home plate. Is that fair or foul? Big time fair, <laughs> big time fair. Just have fun. Just, just, just have fun at the park. Um, yeah. I mean, in sports, I feel people wear costumes to games, obviously outside of, of Halloween, they get dressed up, Yeah. you know, especially during the playoffs. I, I don't know like the story behind these kids, and these adults wearing banana or yeah, no banana-related costumes. Um, but, Skeets, I've got a question. I'm going to tell you my answer, and then I'm going to ask you. So okay. if I was sitting behind home plate yeah. and I was wearing a Halloween costume, I'm like, I got to make this count. You know, like, I'm going to be on TV. So I would have two costume ideas. One, I would go as Green Man from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> okay, yes. We've seen <laughs> that no before way you're in Philly. Him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
I know that's a bit played out, but yep. like, you, you know, they got to see you. Or I would get like a full body suit and I would get muscles and everything airbrushed <laughs> on and I would just stand up as much as possible. It would look totally ridiculous, totally bizarre. They're like, who's that idiot? Like with the airbrush muscles behind home plate. And I'd be like, that's Joel McMillan. Um, they're like, is that Joel McMillan go- or Giant Gonzalez? Yeah, yeah, they'd have to put the fur. Good reference. That's exactly what I was thinking of. I'd put the fur on my shoulders. So, Skeets, those would be my two costume ideas. If you, you're you the Halloween guy, I've seen, we've spent some Halloween. You're a creative guy. What would you wear behind home plate if you had the chance? Uh, I don't know, man. That's t- If you're Green Man, I guess I'll be Day Man. Uh, to, to stick with the, with the theme. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, what? Like, yeah. I mean, look, maybe wear some no bunts merch. Try and get our Ooh. numbers up here. Uh, okay. I would probably do that. But costume wise, like, what would really get? Oh, maybe I would dress as uh, the old lady at the Blue Jays game that's always behind home plate. <laughs> Getty Lee? <laughs> yeah, no, not Getty Lee. There's, oh, a, Getty there's Lee. a grandma that never flinches yeah. behind home plate at the Blue Jays. Yes. Yeah. So maybe I would dress right. as her, keep it within the baseball world. That's a good question. It's so funny, though. I asked this because, I mean, I know it's Twitter, so of course people are going to be upset, but like, People were livid with these kids because, like, they were – they're having the time of their life, but they are – they're on your screen every pitch. It's – it was distracting. Like, it's tough not to look at them. People are getting so angry online. Get these kids off. Crop them out. They shouldn't be doing that. It's like, okay, relax, relax. But uh, do yeah. you do you remember from a couple years ago – and I think, Skeets, you might even sent me this a couple years ago – it wasn't during the the playoffs, but it was during September. And there was a there was a new horror movie called Smile. Yes. And for some reason, MLB put this weird looking woman yeah. in the stands and she just smiled and she was behind home plate. <laughs> yep. And they would just zoom in on her. It's creepy. What is up with what is up with MLB? Like there's iPad guy, then there's creepy <laughs> smile woman. Like who's in the promotions department? What are they thinking? It's the perfect sport to try things like that though, because there is enough downtime and there's enough crowd shots and it can feel <laughs> organic and you can like convince yourself like, is that just a creepy woman smiling or <laughs> is it something else? Uh, there was recently, it, I don't know what movie it was, but there was like, like AI looking people. Did anybody see this? No. I, it may have been at a football game. I think it was a Chargers game. But same idea of, like, this cross-promotion or, like, sneaky guerrilla marketing. Uh, yeah, you're right, Joel. I remember that. She was she was very – she creeped me out, I said. <laughs> yeah, I, I it was want, just weird. I didn't want to see And then they movie. had to, like – and then they had to acknowledge her and talk about her on the broadcast yeah. to promote this movie. And then that just made it even more awkward because you could kind of tell they're like, what are we supposed to do with this woman here? Like, <laughs> we're calling a baseball game, but we're trying to promote this horror movie. I don't know. I always, want, I always wonder what she's uh, paid to do that. Yeah, too. What a gig. I know. Hey, just go to a baseball yeah. game and look creepy just, for yeah. three hours. Smile. They probably the pay her with the, they pay her with a three strike lobster roll at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> she should be so lucky. She should be so lucky. <laughs> Uh, and just uh, while we're on the topic of Halloween costumes, uh, Joel, I'm sure you saw this, but let's show everybody here on YouTube. Uh, I think one of the best nice. sports couple costumes of all time, this was making the rounds. This guy dressed as Randy Johnson and his girlfriend or wife or significant other, maybe just friend, dressed as the bird that Randy Johnson once killed 
<laughs> while pitching in midair, and you can see the blood all over the uh, you know quote unquote bird there. And uh, yeah, I think this is an iconic looking oh, costume, so Joel. Uh, JD loves it. What are your thoughts, Joel? You like that one? Yeah, I do. Uh, very, very clever. Very creative. Uh, yeah, it looks good. Uh, and, and and I like how it's a little, I don't want to say the costume's dated, but like the incident itself is kind of dated. Yeah. So, you know, props to these, uh, to this young couple for, uh, yeah, you know, uh, poking fun uh, at this moment from what happened to feel like a long time, at least 20 years ago. Oh, God, yeah, I would think so. Every time I see the clip, it looks like, yeah, from, from old, the old timey, it's like, you know, standard definition, I feel like. the clothes. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's definitely old, yeah. This so, is a great costume, though. Great do, costume. Do you think he uh, he wore, he wears a mullet by day? Yeah, like, th- does he like, look like that? Yeah. Is that what that guy looks like, or did he, like, lean into the mustache? Was because, that a, it didn't look like a wig. It looked like his no, hair. it looked real, yeah. Yeah, that's an <laughs> iconic, iconic costume there. Are you struggling to close deals? B2B selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. One more great product from LinkedIn. You're there to network, you're there to look for jobs, you're there to post jobs, and how about LinkedIn Sales Navigator? It's a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals such as job changes or which accounts you should prioritize and shows you hidden allies so you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you the most up-to-date first-party data enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash baseball show. That is linkedin.com slash baseball show for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash baseball show and get started. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort, but it's possible to have it both ways. I'm all set for summer thanks to Mack Weldon. The Vesper polo shirt is so breathable you can wear it on the golf course, but it looks classy enough to wear to a party. The Maverick Tech Chino short is ultra flexible, and the Pima Crew Neck T-shirt is perfect for those casual weekends. There's no need to be uncomfortable in your clothing ever again. Some guys just want to look good without calling attention to themselves. Mack Weldon Apparel gives you understated good looks for understated confidence. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of modern life. They look like regular clothes but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Breathable underwear that keeps you cool, dry, and comfy all day. Crazy comfortable but elevated sweatpants. An upgraded classic polo with antimicrobial silver threads. An ultra soft antimicrobial tee for when you need to stay fresh longer. That's the Silver Crew Neck T-shirt. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with promo code MLBSHOW. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Promo code MLB show. All right, let's uh before we go here on No Bunts, play a little you're out. That's right, you're out. 2023 postseason edition. I'm gonna give Joel 
three games from this postseason run, entertaining games, and he has to decide which one is out of here. I guess the least entertaining of the bunch. Uh, we're going to start with game two of the NLDS Braves defeating the Phillies 5-4. to four. This is the one where Philadelphia, they initially led 4-0 midway through game two. Uh, thanks in large part to Zach Wheeler's no-hitter through five-plus innings. Atlanta, though, flipped the script. Pair of two-run home runs, taking that 5-4 lead, heading into the ninth. And then we had an incredible catch by Harris II at the wall and actually doubled up Bryce Harper, who was screaming around second base, you know, thinking they were going to tie this game. Wild ending to a game uh, and really, really fun. So that's your first option, Joel. Second one, Game 5 of the American League Championship Series. Astros defeating the Rangers 5-4. Altuve hitting a three-run homer in the ninth inning. Astros rallying to get the 5-4 victory in a in a wild and testy game. Um, we had mm-hmm. you know big swings of the bat, three lead changes late, and then we had the uh, the the benches clearing brouhaha, which I always love to say. So there's that <laughs> one, and then your final option. You know we've already talked about it a little bit. Game one of the World Series here, Rangers defeating the Diamondbacks 6-5. Sort of an instant classic there with Garcia's 11th inning walk off home run after Seager's game tying two run blast in the ninth. So an incredibly entertaining game. Which one of these, Joel? Is out of here. Is it game two of the NLDS, game five of the ALCS, or game one of the World Series? All fantastic games. Uh, all fantastic games. Uh, all very entertaining in their own ways. But I'm probably going to have to say you're out to game two uh, with the Braves and the Phillies just because it felt so long ago. Uh, it's weird. I mean, I know it was only a couple weeks ago, but. I mean, so much baseball has happened since then. Uh, it was in the eighth inning. The Braves and like that ended up being the Braves' only win, which was still an exciting game. Yeah, like you said, the crazy finish with Michael Harris. But yeah, like the game one was was unreal. I was kind of had I I'd almost like I was making notes. I I was actually making notes about a Diamondbacks win for the Instagram carousel because I wanted to post it as soon as the game was over. And then I was like, uh-oh, and I just started uh, <laughs> editing a bunch of stuff. Um, so, and, and yeah, Seager's game-tying home run in the ninth and then Garcia's walk-off. I mean, and then, yeah, Altuve's home run, the dude's just a stone-cold killer. That was so exciting to watch too. But uh, yeah, there really haven't been, you know, we've talked about this before, Skeets. There's just, there haven't been a lot of like super exciting games like this. I mean, we've had one good game in the World Series so far. The other ones have been kind of, you know, uh, ho-hum. And, yeah, I kind of feel like that's been the playoffs uh, in general. So we've got, you know, season's not over yet. Hopefully Arizona can still make it exciting. And uh, we still got a couple good games left. But their work's going to be cut out for them tonight. Yeah. So which one are you uh, saying is out of here? What's your ultimate decision? Out of here is uh, game two, uh, NLDS, Braves and Philly. Yeah. Great game, but, Yeah. yeah, just... Less on the line. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Obviously, the other two involving the Rangers here, one being in the World Series. Yeah, well, that stat you said, the reason why we haven't had, like, a lot of super entertaining games is, like, whoever strikes first is in a good position. I mean, they're holding on to a lot of these victories. I know there's some back and forth in some of them, but, yeah, if you score first, you are in control for the most part, and we've seen it in a lot of these World Series games, and we'll find out what happens tonight. So, yeah, I had Rangers in five when you asked me to make my prediction for our uh, Instagram account. Go follow No Bunts uh, on Instagram. So I'll stick with that. I will say they wrap it up. I mean, this this will be iconic if they do win here tonight. 
because that would be 11 straight road victories in the postseason. Like, you know, no one will beat that, really. Like, that will be the best you can do. I guess, no, that's not technically true. But anyway, an undefeated postseason road record, no one will beat that part. So... I'll take the Rangers. No, side. you're you're right. I yeah. mean, the only I think this record can own like with the with the new postseason format, this record could only be tied. It, it yeah. can't be broken because Texas was the road team. Uh, basically, all they they've never had home field advantage. So if they win tomorrow, that would give them eleven road wins, which is crazy. Like, which is <laughs> which is absolutely insane. And and uh, I don't think that record will ever be broken and it's already happened in year two uh, of this playoff format but to go yeah 11 and 0 on the road in the playoffs is just it's i mean like you can't compare it to anything else because we've never seen anything like it and again i feel like no one's really like talking about this and, and talking about like what the rangers are doing it just it just feels like this postseason and the Rangers specifically just continue to break and set new record after record. I feel like every night we see a, we see something new. So, you know, it'll be cool. Yeah. If the Rangers can pull it off tomorrow night, first world uh, series in franchise history and 11 road wins, never been done in the playoffs. What a, what a way to cap the season. Yeah. So I have Rangers winning uh game five. Joel though is a uh, holding out hope that the, D- the D-backs can uh, at least pick up another one, give us some more baseball, but we will wait to find out. Hopefully we get an entertaining game. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Hopefully you enjoyed this show. If you do, leave us a five-star rating and review. Like I said, follow us on Instagram. Just search for No Bunts. And uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe here on YouTube, the Athletic Baseball Show feed. Here's the plan. By the time you see us next week, the World Series will be over, I believe, regardless of whether it goes five and ends tonight or seven but we'll be here that's right next wednesday morning 8 15 a.m eastern uh i'll be back with joel to recap the world series maybe uh give out some awards from the postseason or even the season uh, in its entirety and look ahead to uh next baseball season joel as always great seeing you uh great costume you stud muffin uh and uh i will be sending you over some almond joys some hundred grands and any of the other crappy uh, Halloween candy that I don't want. Do you like that? That junk? I'll eat all of them. I'll eat all of them. <laughs> all right. Almond joys. I will uh, have in the mail later today to Joel in Taiwan. Thanks for joining uh, us yeah. uh, for Joel, for JD and for myself, J E Skeets. Uh, enjoy the baseball tonight and we'll see you next time on no buds. No buds.